It's time now for Super Psychologist, Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years. Welcome to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years this evening and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Central Time and at 6 p.m. Eastern Time right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com and also now on Apple Podcasts. And today is Sunday, February the 7th, 2021, Super Bowl Sunday. I'm psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell, and I hope that you're all staying safe wherever you are while we keep you entertained and informed before the big game. And I just got to watch Alicia Keys perform in the pregame show, and it was beautiful and powerful message of unity. Um, so I hope you'll stay with us and then watch the game. Um, Art Mendoza of Accomplice Entertainment, producer of this program, is here with us to make the show run as smoothly as usual. And we have another great program in store for you, and it's a packed show this evening. In a little while after the break, we'll be joined from right here in Austin, Texas, by Amy Temperley, co-founder of the Aging is Cool resource tool. And then we'll be joined from L.A. by Charlene Garzella, grief recovery specialist, to talk about recovering from grief and about her podcast, Grief Recovery Now. And then finally, we'll top off the show with guitarist Betty Navas, who's also in L.A., and we'll be playing some of her music. And throughout this evening's program, we will have time to take your questions. So if you have any questions or comments for me or for my guests, please feel free to give a call. The toll-free number is 855-345-4720. That's 855-345-4720. Or you can email the questions to me, and I will read them on the air to my guests. The email address is drmara, that's D-R-M-A-R-A, at drmarakarpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L. And you can hear this evening's program again by going to my website later this evening and the podcast will be posted along with any website links that we discuss on the show. And you can also hear the podcast in as soon as five minutes after the show ends by going to blogtalkradio.com slash your golden years. And it will also be on Apple podcasts at that time. And for information from previous programs to listen to previous shows, Go to my website, drmaracarpell.com, and you can also hear all of those on blogtalkradio.com slash yourgoldenyears and on Apple Podcasts. And for upcoming shows and also upcoming events, be sure to follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years. This evening's program is produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions. And we're going to take a very brief break Don't go anywhere. We have a lot in store for you. I don't want you to miss any of it. It's going to be very brief. And when we come back, Amy Temperley will be right here to join us. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Super psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell will be back after words from our sponsors. 
Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never receive. There are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-252-9240. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Merrick Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. All right, and we're back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And now joining us on the phone from right here in Austin, Texas, we have Amy Temperley, co-founder of the Aging is Cool resource tool. Welcome, Amy. Good evening, Mara. How are you? I'm well. Um, just to just to let you know, there's a slight delay when we talk like this, and I think you might have it playing on your computer because I hear an echo. Is that better? Wire. Turn that. Yeah, yeah. You don't. You don't. You don't want to have that on at the same time. <laughs> so, <laughs> Not at all. Um, so, how have you been? It's been a while. I know it's been a, quite a few years since I've been on yeah. your show. I've been doing doing really well and as as always passionate about working with older adults and just trying to create new things to to make all our world a little better (laughs) that's great and it's so great to know that you're still with it working with older adults and and um now you have this you you have founded this new resource so um can you tell us a little bit about yourself for the listeners who didn't hear you when you were on the show? It was, must have been like nine years ago. Um, and and what is this? What is aging is cool? You bet. So I have um, been working with older adults for about thirty years. I started in nursing homes, moved to home health worked for the Alzheimer's Association. So most of my work's been in the nonprofit world, worked for, a, a, ran a in-home care agency, nonprofit. But a few years ago, I left that, and my husband and I started Aging is Cool, which is a for-profit, nonprofit hybrid providing activities for older adults. So we realized that there just wasn't a lot going on out there that was really smart and engaging and um, really focusing for us on three really important things, which is to stay strong. It's the fitness piece, stay smart, which is the brain health and stay social because we all know uh, social uh, is a huge piece and even more impactful right now because of what we're going through Mm -hmm. with COVID. Mm -hmm. And um, we just, we just launched a brand new website. It's called A Mighty Good Time. It's amightygoodtime.com. And it is one central location where you can go and find activities for people 50 and older all around the country. So there's virtual, in-person, and phone-based activities. You can go in, you search by your area. So we just really wanted to help people be able to find stuff right now. Um, they didn't have to be lonely and isolated because <laughs> it is so hard. 
Right. Okay. So this is actually Nashville now. You're you have you have things going on all over the country. We just launched. So we launched about two months ago and have been building the website and so it allows people who provide senior programming to actually pay to post it, but the site is free for anybody uh, to use. So you can go in there, find something for yourself or your loved one if you're a caregiver, and it's all right there for you. And so it's been growing really, really quickly. We have about 100 events a week right now that you can access, and that is moving uh, up quickly <laughs> over time. We, uh-huh. we hope to have things all around the country. Okay. So now you said that it's for people over 50. I don't usually consider my seniors. So uh, what's the, so do you have a lot of activities for younger, older people? Yes, there's, there's a combination. So right now we've got a lot of posting from AARP, which does some fantastic programming uh, virtually. Um, but there's just so many things out there to access. And we wanted to be able to hit kind of that, you know, pre-retired group as well as the retired group. So we'll be having a, a uh-huh. good mix of things. And quite frankly, you know, programming should be smart and engaging no matter your age. So hopefully, you know, even younger people might find some of this interesting, but we're trying to, particularly around the fitness, be sure that it's things that are curated, especially um, so that it's adapted for people as they grow older. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what sort of things do you have so far? Oh, goodness. We have, we're getting posting a full range of fitness programming. So seated fitness, standing fitness, Tai Chi, yoga, uh, meditation classes. There's a ton of technology classes. Senior Planet does a great job with really um, interesting technology classes to kind of teach you how to use it and introduce you to things that you've maybe never seen before. This month, we've got a lot of um, Black History Month programming that's posted um, mm-hmm. as well as some museum tours and kind of scrolling through, looking at all the different things here. There's a virtual tour of St. Petersburg, Russia. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some movie screenings. So, yeah, you can find a little bit of everything, whether that's, you know, physical movement, whether you're looking for educational opportunities, create creativity, you know, arts and crafts programming. We have a lot of different things to offer on the site. And, again, it's all it's all free, and you can go in there and just search it by zip code or day, you know, whatever works for you. Right. And if it's virtual, then it really doesn't really matter where you are, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. My my husband's English and some of his friends and family in, in England have been starting to participate. So that's been, been fun because uh-huh. you don't, we don't often think of our world as that easily uh, reachable, but it, it is um, so much easier with the virtual activities to be able to access lots of different things. And it's always been hard to find that. You know, if you if you got online, you might have to look at your local senior center or library or Parks and Rec, and it's just hard to find everything in one place. So we're trying to curate and bring together all the best stuff in one location so that you don't have to go look everywhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so let's talk about right now during the pandemic. So, you know, um, and also your future goals when the pandemic opens, you know, when it ends and lockdown opens up and people could get out. Are there, first of all, will there be activities that people can do in person? Is that also going to be on the website? Definitely. So we, what's 
kind of funny or not funny is the original name for the site was Stay Out and About. <laughs> so our plan was to do um, in-person activities um, mostly on the site, and then here came COVID. But what I think what's been amazing is that it proved to us even more that, you know, there are lots of things that people can access, whether that's at home, later on in person, but even the telephone-based activities, there's some fantastic programs out there. So if you're not really comfortable on Zoom or you don't really love your computer, um, you can just dial in and listen in and, and have great conversations with people mm. and, and make friends and conversations. So, yeah, some amazing things out there. So that's what I was going to ask about, the social part of it. How does that work? How do, You know, people are really, really isolated right now, and, and, and as you know, that was a big problem for seniors before COVID, and I think really a big problem for a lot of adults who are busy, you know, going to work and coming home, and, you know, the, their social aspect of their life has decreased. And now, during the pandemic, you know, there's, you know, everybody's isolated, and that leads to depression. So how does, how, how does this um, how is this working with in, in terms of increasing that social interaction? It's it's huge if you find that you know the right connections. We um, when we started aging is cool. Social isolation was always a big thing that we wanted to impact. You know, they research shows that being isolated is as bad as smoking half a pack of cigarettes a day. So it's bad wow. for you. <laughs> you know, it's as you know, we all know not to do that, right? We know not to smoke a half a pack of cigarettes a day, but we didn't realize that social isolation can impact your physical health. You don't eat as well. You don't move around as much. Your mental health because you're not getting the the cognitive stimulation that you need. And then obviously the emotional piece of the the loneliness. We have seen some really incredible things happen on virtual programming. We, uh, Aging is Cool, our, our own company offers uh, five classes a week. And every Tuesday, we just have a social gathering and people, we've done show and tell and people can come and tell their own stories or, you know, share their histories. And it's just been phenomenal watching people engage and, and support each other, even in this new tool that we don't love, right? We'd much rather be together hugging each other and, you know, supporting each other that way. But sure. it works. It works and we can make it work. And, you you know, if you can embrace it and ride with that and hope, you know, hope the vaccines work and hope we can get out there again. But it is so important to just hear a friendly voice every single day, you know, and have somebody mm-hmm. say, hey, are you all right? It just means everything. Right. And I like the fact that, some of, that you also have the option to use a telephone because a lot of people are feeling like they're all zoomed out these days. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Completely. Yeah. And and what's nice about these is, mm-hmm. is you can always just listen. You know, if you're not comfortable or you don't feel particularly social that day, you can still engage and listen and enjoy, you know, the classes and the things that are being offered. But if you really want to, you know, communicate and connect with people in a bigger way, you know, whether that's phone or the, the Zoom classes, it allows you to do that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think, you know, uh, of course, the pandemic is not a good thing. We don't, you know, we don't feel good about having a pandemic and all those losses that we've had. But it seems like the silver lining in it is people are learning how to do more things virtually. 
and it kind of opens up the opportunity maybe to meet people who are who we wouldn't ordinarily meet right like far away like you just said people in England are joining in people across the country um have you noticed um friendship forming between people in you know distant geographical locations Definitely. I was uh, talking to a woman the other day who uses one of the telephone-based programs that uh, Family Elder Care here in Austin puts on, and she had connected with a woman in New York. And in I think it was a gratitude class that they were taking together, but they had both noticed that they had, you know, common interests. And one of them reached out to the other and said, do you mind if I call you sometime in between classes? And now they have a regular call once a week that's just them, just the two of them sharing ideas and, um, you know, really getting to know each other on a more one-on-one basis. It is just such an amazing way to connect. We we have a a lovely member that used to live here in Austin, uh, Gladys. She's 95, and she just had to go, when COVID started, move to her family um, up in Indiana, and she misses everybody terribly, as you would. But every day she's on the Zoom calls and she gets to connect with all her friends back home. So it's just, mm-hmm. you know, we, we fight technology very often, but it is, it's a gift and it is bringing some really special things uh, to us right now. Right, right. And I'm sure it's also, you know, there are people who even when it's not a pandemic really can't get out of the house very easily or travel to wherever there are events happening. Exactly. This is nothing new. You know, social isolation has been a problem for a very, very long time, particularly if you, you know, have health problems or you can't drive or just as you get older and it's harder to make friends, you know, and so as your friends move Mm -hmm. away, um, it just gets more and more difficult. And so, you know, we tend to find ourselves isolating a little bit and it's just, it's not good for you. It's not good for you at any age or you or teenagers, you know, go through this as well, (laughs) but um, we're we're working on this end of the spectrum. We'll let somebody else work on the other end of the spectrum. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, you know, I've noticed, you know, I've talked to people who are, who are working age. They're not elderly, but they're working and, you know, I've asked, so do you have friends? You know, I, I do, I do evaluations you know, as my day job. And very often the answer is, well, I don't really know how to make friends. I'm not in school. I'm, you know, uh, the people that I work with are, you know, I don't have much in common with them. So, you know, even like 35, 40 years old, they're saying, I don't really know how to make any friends. So it's kind of, we kind of live in that sort of world. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I joined a, um, oddly, I I turned 50 last year, and so I'm starting to think differently about my own aging process, and I joined a group called Seniors Helping Seniors on Facebook. It's for people 50 and older, and I thought, oh, I'll just, you know, check this out. You know, again, I don't necessarily associate as being a senior, but, you know, I thought, okay, I'll just check this out. And I have been so amazed at the level of support that people provide for each other, and I've already picked up two or three tips or tricks for my own aging process. And I've been doing this work for 30 years and there's you know, uh-huh. a couple things I'm like, Oh, I didn't know about that resource or wow, that's a tool I hadn't thought of, or that's a creative solution. And sometimes you just have to engage, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a loner myself in some ways, but sometimes mm-hmm. when you actually make the effort to engage, then people come into your radar um, that can share things with you that make your life better. <laughs> 
You know, my life feels a little right. bit better because I'm connecting with these people. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot different once you've reached the age than just talking. <laughs> In your experience as a professional, you know, I'm turning 59 this year. Um, my my experience is a lot different than, you know, just when I was younger working with older people. I mean, I <laughs> You understand it in a different way now. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But I also feel like, you know, in terms of like the um, virtual world, um, especially during this pandemic, I feel like just being able to connect with people like right here on this radio program, I'm so glad that I have it because it gives me the opportunity to talk to people right here in Austin who I can't see because we can't get together and and across the country um, and just meeting new people. So I think that's just a, it's a great thing that you're doing. Um, and it also makes me think, you know, I, I, a lot of people ask me in terms of like finding your passion. How do you do that? How do you find your passion, especially as you're getting older? Um, and one of the that I recommend is that people try new things. Um, take classes, and it sounds like that's part of what you're offering. Yeah, there's a lot of opportunities to kind of try some new things, and and you know, the nice thing with Zoom is you can kind of jump in and out. You know, you can kind of dabble and try some things you may have never thought of, and you know, sometimes something just comes across your radar. I d- I did that early uh, last year as I started watching some YouTube videos on art. I've never made art in my entire life. And there was mm-hmm. one particular technique that just caught my interest. And I have spent the last 10 months making paintings and my whole house is full wow. of paintings. And, and, you know, I don't know if they're good or not, but it gives me great joy <laughs> to, to create great. something and to have a hobby and to do something. And I never thought of myself that way. And if I hadn't just stopped to kind of be curious, you know, I, I love the word mm-hmm. curiosity. I think, you know, as long as we remain curious throughout our lifetime, we will continue to find things that excite us and inspire us and, and help us have a sense of purpose in our lives. Exactly. Exactly. I think curious is a great word in a lot of different aspects of the life cycle, um, both in terms of finding new things that we that interest us and that may even become our passion, but also curious about how we're feeling when we feel kind of strange or like something's not right or we feel a little like, you know, off having curiosity rather than trying to push it away is actually very, it's a very helpful healing feeling to have. Right. Agreed. hundred percent. Yep. Yep. And even looking at how we feel about this pandemic and how, (laughs) You know, looking at our feelings about it with curiosity rather than just shoving them away. Um, yeah. And being curious about your website. So so um, how can listeners find out more about this and, and, and check it out? You bet. The easiest way is to go to amightygoodtime.com. And, again, it's free to search. You don't have to create an account. Um, you just go in there and it says, I'm looking for something to do on, and you pick your day or the kind of activity that you're interested in. And it will just pull up everything we've got. 
Um, if you do create an account, you actually can create your own favorites list. So if you're a little bit more tech savvy, you can actually create a list so that you can go back to your favorite activities and save them in there kind of as calendar. Um, but, you know, like I said, it's free. Go take a look. There's something for everybody there. There's, and we've been adding things every day and getting new hosts uh, for events. So um, lots more to come soon. Great. I'm going to check it out myself. That sounds like, that sounds really great. So Wonderful. We'd um, love to have you. Yeah, thank you so much for for coming on the program and letting us know about this. Um, it's pretty exciting. I think a lot of uh, you know a, a lot of people right now have become creative in in offering things in this new world that we're in, and and it sounds like you're like right on the cutting edge. So we just want to take the best of everything and put it all in one place so you can find it. <laughs> That's the key. That sounds perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, and good luck with that. And let's stay in touch, okay? I want to see how things are going. And, again, I'm going to check out the site myself. Sounds great, Mara. Thanks. It's nice to talk to you again. Nice talking to you again. You take care. All right. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. We're going to take a brief break. Um, Don't go anywhere because we'll be back with a lot more. Charlene Grizel is going to join us and talk about grief recovery. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Worry about memory loss? Dr. Ronald DeVere, certified neurologist and director of Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders in Lakeway, has been helping those with dementia and memory loss for over 12 years, specializing in the diagnosis, treatment, and counseling of those with memory loss and dementia. Dr. DeVere also has a book to reduce your worry and fear by knowing the fact. Memory loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. Available now on Amazon.com. Dr. Ronald DeVere, Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders center in Lakeway, and his book, Memory Loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call 512-261-7909. Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never receive. There are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-252-9240. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaricarpel.com. All right, and we're back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpel and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaricarpel.com. And now in the few minutes we have before we're joined by Charlene Grazella um, in L.A., I just wanted to... Uh, remind you, I don't know if I mentioned it last time, but um, one of my blogs have posted, it's in a few different places. It's on Medium, it's on um, Arianna Huffington's Thrive Global, 
It's in Savannah East. But the main place you can find all of it is on my website, drmaricarpello.com. And um, that was a trying to get through this time that we're in. You know, I wrote it as sort of like a belated um, uh, New Year's blog. And, you know, every new year I try to write a blog about my intentions and how everything's going to turn out wonderful for the year. And then 2020 hit, and now 2021 is sort of the beginning of it as a continuation of 2020. So um, I wrote about that and getting through that. So take a look at my blog. And and now we're going to be joined by Charlene Garzella, who is a grief recovery specialist and the host of the podcast, Grief Recovery Now. And Charlene is joining us from L.A. to talk about her podcast and about grief recovery. Welcome, Charlene. Thank you, Mara, Dr. Mara. It's a real (laughs) honor and a pleasure to be here and to meet you. I'm usually meeting people before I do something, but I haven't met you yet, but we have a a really good friend that we know, so it's an honor to meet you. Yes. And congratulations on your nine years. Thank you. And congratulations on your nine years of having your radio show. Uh, that oh, is an awesome you. accomplishment. Yeah, thank and, you. Uh, your, subject, yeah. your subject matter is just great. And I'm so used to Zooming with people that I see face-to-face. So I have your The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age right in front of me. So I'm talking to your book with your picture on it. That's so great. <laughs> okay. That's, that's a good idea. I've never well, done a very radio nice blog show before. Well, it's very nice to meet you, too. And I just want to let you know, on this radio blog, there is a slight delay. So um, it's kind of like we're talking to a satellite. So (laughs) just to keep that in mind, because sometimes that could trip us up if we don't realize. Oh, so just wait before I say anything. Yeah, same. I have to remember that, too. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, So... it's very nice to meet you, too, and thank you so much for being on the program this evening. Um, what I'd like to do is just start with, you know, maybe you can tell our listeners a little bit about your background and what led you to this path of being a, a grief recovery specialist and to having your own podcast, uh, Grief Recovery Now. Oh, I would love to share that. Well, um, I, first of all, I love what you talk about, the aging population getting older, and um, it's, it's, it's funny. I'm 63 years old, even though I don't feel it. I feel ageless, uh-huh. and I was listening to your, your last guest, and she said, when you said you didn't consider yourself a senior citizen at this time of your life, and how right. um, I, wanted, <laughs> and I wanted to share with you, I don't know if you know who Marianne Williamson is. I know a lot of people know oh, her. Oh, yes. But, talk about aging she said our generation and I consider myself a baby boomer that we have gained 15 years and it's not at the end it's in the middle so us at in our 60s or 50s we've gained 15 years so maybe we're a little more vital or whatever than maybe our parents were at our ages so yes they've Hmm. got to shift that senior citizenship age range I believe but let me tell you about me Uh, (laughs) yes I do, too. It was like, yay. <laughs> I am from Chicago, Illinois. I grew up in the inner city. 
and I won't tell you my whole life story, but right now I live in West L.A., California, and, but I grew up in Chicago. But I was a business owner of a professional staffing firm, professional services staffing firm. For 26 years, I was a CEO. A little mm-hmm. over three years ago, I sold the company. I decided, you know, that old song by Peggy Lee, Is That All There Is? You know, uh-huh. Is That All There Is, My Friend? I was like, okay. And it started sucking my soul out. It's sort of like I had the golden handcuffs, not sure what the next step is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, through some beautiful things, and I believe in knowing that all is unfolding perfectly as long as I take the pro- proper steps and follow my intuition. I know your last guest was talking about intuition is that I waited for the right time to sell my company and I sold it. And mm-hmm. I decided to give my, myself time to be in the allowing on my next steps in life. And because I was mm-hmm. usually someone who moved, you know, leaned forward, made things happen. I was very results oriented, even though I'm that way now, but at a different energy flow. So I decided when I sold the company, I was going to lean back and be in the allowing. And I've always been a human in the human potential movement, knowing that we're pure potentiality that can be actualized. Our dreams, I believe thoughts become things, choose the good ones. And so I love the human potential movement. I knew I would be part of that. And then in my mm-hmm. search, I've always been interested in people transitioning to the other side, you know, in death. And that always interests me. It still does. But for some reason, while I was exploring that, someone said, why don't you check out Grief Recovery? There's a comp- there's a, an organization that's called the Grief Recovery Institute, the Grief Recovery Method. I think it's something you'd really love to explore, especially with your personality. Um, working with people when they're transitioning, you know, it's a very isolating type of position. It's a beautiful thing. I think everyone should have someone with them and in a in, – um, very thoughtful mm-hmm. way while someone transitions out and goes on to their greater yet to be, they why don't you try that? Because your personality seems like it resonates with that. And what I loved about that, I knew I wasn't, didn't want to be a therapist. That was not, that didn't draw me. I, you know, support groups are great, but I am into recovery. You know, I've been sober for, it's going to be 33 years next week. And mm-hmm. congratulations. So, Thank you. And so I love the recovery method. You know, I believe in the peer-to-peer to support with guidance and certain principles. So I went to this seminar. I said, okay, I'm going to go to this seminar, which is also a certification to be a grief recovery specialist. And I went, and I was there for about a week, and I was just blown away about what it was about. It isn't like there's a place for all of us. There is the support group. There is the therapy for grief. And that Uh is to, you know, I believe discovery is not recovery. We can discover a lot of things that are going through our lives and very aware intellectually. But this grief recovery program is about getting into the heart. Grief is not about a broken, it's not about a broken mind. It's about a broken heart. And Mm -hmm. grief is a normal and natural Mm -hmm. reaction to loss of any kind, you know, and plus there's a lot of conflicting feelings with grief caused by the end or change in a familiar pattern or behavior. So it was a lot of depth. And what I take people, anyways, what attracted me was the recovery part. 
And it wasn't something, mm-hmm. as you could see on my blog, um, podcast, I have my two peace signs with a smile on my face. People said, you're talking about uh-huh. grief. Why are you showing so much teeth? I go, because I did the recovery. Mm-hmm. And I, when I took the certification, I had to go through my own grief process and grief mm-hmm. recovery method process. It's an educational modality, which I liked. And it's been around for a long time, and it's all over the world. And that really attracted me, that I wasn't, even though there's a myth that grief has a time span, you know, you know, you, oh, a year, you should be over it by then. I don't agree right. with that. But with right. me, with the grief recovery, I help people go through strong, powerful, and simple steps to get to the other side of grief. I don't mean forget about the person or the relationship, whether it was good or bad or right or wrong, uh, um, but it helps get from unresolved grief to resolve, from incomplete to completion. And that's what I like about it. We'll always have our sadness about our losses and all that, but I loved the recovery part. That's what got me excited about that, that there is mm-hmm. a solution. And I, I want people to live beyond their, you know, beyond their wildest dreams. And that's the bottom line. And I think I could do that with what I'm doing. And that's what attracted me. And that's what got me into it. So, Charlene, does that make any sense? About grief? Yes. And, you know, we have a caller who called in with a question. So is it oh. okay if we go to the questions? Of course. Is it me? Has? Is this of Lisa? Course. Lisa, are you there? Hello? Hi, Lisa. Oh. I, oh, I think, think this Lisa a... might have fallen asleep. <laughs> I think she might have fallen asleep <laughs> while she was waiting. Oh, know. my God. It did sound like snoring, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like my boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, anyway, so, you know, I, last week we had a guest on talking about grief as well. And I think that it's it's great that we're talking about it right now because this is really, I think, a time of a lot of grief right here in, in, in the world and right here in the United States, especially with, with the pandemic and people having lost their loved ones to this virus and people losing contact with their families when they're on lockdown and people having economic loss. Um, yeah. So, so, do you have any thoughts about how, you know, how listeners who might be feeling some grief about this um, might start to recover? I would say if you're home and isolated, and whether you're an introvert or extrovert, is to reach out, make a phone call, get out of yourself to be of service. Call someone you may know or haven't talked to in a long time. Just say, hi, I'm just calling to see how you are doing. What I've mm-hmm. learned is to be of service. Writing helps. Writing helps so much on what are you feeling. Get into your heart and not into your head. Mm-hmm. The, the uncertainty mm-hmm. we have right now is unbelievable. I, there was an article that NBC um, wrote, and they said the third pandemic will be brief. And it's just not about COVID. You look at all these movements that are going on. You know, we mm-hmm. had the, uh, excuse me, Black Lives Matter 
Me Too movement, LGBT. We have even the people who are do, did the insurrection. There's something bubbling up. And I think there's a lot of grief underneath it all. And a lot of people are in their head and not in their hearts to really, there's a lot of blaming and all that. And that, to me, is like the intellectual part of it. And any kind of, this is, there's a lot of loss going on. People are afraid of their freedom. And even with your aging population who are in, you know, that your clients, even though I know you deal with any age, Dr. Morrow, uh-huh. it's like yes. people are feeling the uncertainty, Absolutely. the losses, Absolutely. aging, your body is changing. I look in the mirror sometimes and I'm like, oh, I don't, you know, believe me, I'm not being critical sometimes I have, but it's like, oh my God, you know, I've lost youth. And I know young people and I see them and I said, oh my God, they have so much to look forward to. I just saw someone riding on a bicycle and they were so young. They must've been like seven years old learning. I'm like, I will never be there. Even though it's a beautiful thing to see, there was sort of like in my heart saying, hey, you know, I've got, I'm on this chapter of my life. So there is a right. sense of grief there. Even when I sold my company, it was such a, it's a conflicting feeling at times, grief too. Sold my company, happy as can be. And then my next step mm-hmm. is like, I, it was so good. And then I was like grieving the continuity, the knowing the mm-hmm. leadership position I had, my identity, and that's happening with COVID too. To answer your question, people yes. don't, yes, they don't know what to do. Like, thank God I had the podcast to answer your questions about how I did the podcast. Right, the I believe in divine unfoldment, and I started right around COVID started. I started got into this hmm. podcast accelerator program, and it was the hardest thing I ever did because I couldn't have my part-time assistant come in to help me. I had to do all the, it was like from soup to nuts, start to finish with this podcast. And all of a sudden something started emerging, a new interest. I was lucky because in that allowing, all of a sudden it, in the allowing, I started getting answers within about my next steps. I just take, started taking one foot in front of the other and learning new things. To me, for your listeners, start learning something new, get on Zoom. There's so many classes mm-hmm. that say, hey, go look at the, uh, go to Rome on a trip or you right. know, learn about ancient civilizations. What is spirituality? Yeah. Take some meditation. I started doing breath classes Monday through Friday at 8 o'clock every day. You know, that mm-hmm. uncertainty, ungroundedness of learning new mm-hmm. things, which you develop anxiety and the grief about, like, your loss of even secondary relationships, they say, in, in offices, the people you go to the water cooler with, you remember back in the old days, people would meet at the water cooler or, uh, you know, uh-huh. pass each other in the halls. You know, people are grieving those lost relationships. Sure. Sure. Uh, yep. I, I've been thinking about the people that I used, I used to work in the office with and wondering how they're doing. Um, it's, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of loss. But, but I, like you, have been meditating a lot more. That's been helping a lot. Um, oh yeah, and I'm thankful to have to actually to have the time to meditate. So I used to say, yeah. "Oh, I'm going to meditate," but I can't find the time now. I have no excuse. <laughs> I know. Hey, that's no. a great point. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. That's a great point because I believe that when you find new things to do and take the time, it's a, that's where the conflicting feeling is, like with you. There's losses and things in your life, but all of a sudden this meditation, it's, it's a good thing coming from your life out of this pandemic. And I would say some of your audience 
is find something that you normally wouldn't do. And like right now it's so mass consciousness, yoga, do restorative yoga. If you feel like you're not in shape or whatever, do some kind of restorative yoga to start or do chair yoga. If you're older or have shoulder problems or whatever, you can find anything on Google. Don't you think, Mara? Oh, yeah. And uh, on YouTube. Yeah, you, you know, you can watch the videos on YouTube, and, you know, to guide you through it. Absolutely. For sure. And so, another thing is stay away from the news. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I, you know, I talk about that a lot, but it's, I think it's really important for people to stay aware so we know what's going on in the world because without awareness, we get led down, you know, misinformation, you know, into down rabbit holes that of misinformation. So it's good to be aware, but being aware does not require that we watch the news all day and all night and that, you know, we really need to like be very disciplined about that. Just like find out what's happening and then that's it. <laughs> Turn it off. Yeah. yeah. Because I get mm-hmm. influenced by that information. We all do. If we say, you know, we're, we're not being our authentic self. Sometimes like it's so cool. You're doing meditation now and I remember starting meditation, and someone told me, meditation is where the revelations come in because we're opening up a spot, an opening for whatever divine intelligence or whatever is seeking to get into you, but we're not giving it time. We have this filter. Oh, and another mm-hmm. reason I want, why I do grief recovery work is because we want, some people don't, I, the reason why I'm grief recovery, I believe, at least what I'm doing in the organization I'm with, I feel it's a movement because people don't understand grief and how it affects your life. And you walk mm-hmm. around with filters. And I'll give you my example. I was doing some father work. I lost my parents when I was young and my father when I was 15. Mm-hmm. But during that time, all I cared about was my friends and parting or whatever, and just, you know, my father wasn't, and parents weren't my top of priority of building a relationship with. And I realized later in life that my relationships have been affected by it, especially with them dying young. I was afraid Mm -hmm. to fully engage because I didn't want the loss. And that was something unconscious. And some of the things I felt incomplete about in my relationship and unresolved about. And I did this grief recovery work. And I tell you, my life opened up. I met my love, Mm -hmm. which I feel so different than my other relationships in the past and marriage. It's because I Uh don't have the filter I used to have where I wasn't as engaged. I was engaged. I thought Mm -hmm. I was. You know, you don't realize but how grief can really filter your life and you don't even know it. So I hope it's on you know, if anybody's listening, to please check out my uh, podcast and all that, and Grief Recovery International or Grief Recovery Method, it's online. I tell you, it's changed my life, and it's changed so many people's lives. And I want to make it my mission to educate people, to get into their Mm -hmm. hearts and out of their head and intellectual, because that's how people talk about, like, the myths of grief. Learn about the myths of grief, because you could be walking around in a myth thinking that's the truth, and it's not. And it opens up the whole mm-hmm. new world for you. So, so what do you Shalene, think about that? Um, what do I think? Oh, I think everything you're saying is really true. And I think, you know, we do 
when when we're in grief, the world looks different to us, and it, it and we don't even realize that we're we're not seeing reality. We're through, I like that word, a filter. Um, I I you know after my father passed away a few years ago, um, I actually felt like I was walking through fog in in quicksand, <laughs> like like every movement was slow and I didn't really feel the same way. Like when good things happened, even as time went on, when good things happened, I didn't feel that, that real sense of joy that I had had before. Um, and my brain was like mush, like I couldn't think clearly. And, you know, I realized that it was grief because I had been doing a lot of research on it. But I, when people don't realize that's what's going on, they think that there's something wrong with them. You know, what's happening to me? Do I have dementia? Is something wrong with my body? Why can't I move? Why can't I think? Um, I think it really does have an effect on, on the way that we perceive the world. So it is really important to understand it. I agree so, totally. But, and loss is also... Oh, but. No, go on. Oh, losses and grief is always also death of pet, moving, starting school. These are where the conflicting emotions come in. Death of a former spouse, marriage, graduation, Mm -hmm. end of addictions, major health challenges, retirement, financial changes, positive or negative, holidays, legal problems, emptiness. Please, grief comes in all forms. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So how can people tune into your your podcast? It's a podcast, right? Yes. It is on how? all the what? No, go on. Oh, it is all on all the major podcast platforms. Okay. So all you have to do is Grief Recovery Now with Charlene Gorzella podcast and it'll pop pop up. Okay. Okay, and I'm I'm going to and be please posting feel free. that on. Go on. Oh, and feel feel free to subscribe, rate, and review too. I'm spreading the message. I want to make this a movement, and please listen. I, you'll be happy you did. I hope you will be anyway. Okay, and I'm going to post that link on my uh, website post about this show later tonight. So, if people didn't have their pen and paper ready, they can just go to my website later, and it'll be there. Um, oh, the, and and are you are you available for counseling? If there's anybody um, listening who needs grief recovery coaching, yes, absolutely. And I'm not just to um, be clear. I'm not a counselor or therapy. I do this grief educational modality with therapeutic principles. It's a seven to eight week. Like I don't want to say course, but sessions with me, and they're about an okay, hour so it's a kind week. Of like I do one-on-ones and groups. Yeah, it is a coaching, okay. but I go through this this methodology. There's work that the griever needs to do, and then my work, which I guide you through these, and it's powerful. I have to tell you, Dr. Morrow, and you can also check okay. out Grief Recovery Method which is a, a website, and I have my little website on there. And then and what, I, can send you, I can send your 
my website, I have a micro one, which I prefer people to go through for this, is griefrecoverymethod.com forward slash G-R-M-S forward slash Charlene Gorzella. But I'll send it to your producer, Art, and this way he'll have it. And then if you post on there, I'll give you everything so you don't, you know, I don't need to read this and... Yeah, Does that sound good? Too. And then I'll 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 post that later this evening on my website. Great. I also have a Facebook group that's totally free. It's a private group called Grief Recovery Now. Face it's a Facebook private group. And all they have to do is press and of course I'll let them in. Right. It'll give you all kinds of, when the podcasts come up, information, people share and all that kind of it's really nice. Very nice. Well, thank you so much, Charlene, for coming on the show this evening to talk about this. And, um, and let's stay in touch, okay? I would, I would love to. I'd love to get you on my podcast. I'm not sure in, in, if you've ever worked in the grief space, but I would love uh, to yeah, talk to you. I, I haven't had to. a psychologist on yet. Yeah, let's yeah, talk about it. I love your it. background. Okay, would love to. Awesome. I'll either get in touch with you or Art. Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much, and you have a good evening. I will, and thank you. I'm so happy to meet you, most importantly. Same <laughs> and here. To be here for you. Same here. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye, Dr. Have a good night. Bye-bye. I will. You too. Bye. All right. So now we're going to go to our next guest, who's also in L.A., and first we're going to hear, hear her music, Betty Nava. Come on and dance. 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 Come on of our next guest, who is a friend of the show and has been on several times, Betty Nabas 
in L.A. How are you, Betty? Hi, Dr. Mara. How are you? Thank you so much for having me on. How are you? Yeah, thanks. Good to hear from you again. How have you been? Yes. I've been good. I, You know, California has been on lockdown. I live in L.A. County, so that had been on lockdown, and they're slowly reopening. But I haven't been out much, mm-hmm. to be quite honest with you. I've just been, you know, in my little studio writing songs, you know. Um, and that's what well, I've been doing to keep, yeah, and that's what I've been doing to keep busy so that, you know, I'm not like disappointed if I can't go out or anything. I could just, you know, keep my mind on, you know, um, working on music and I've been working on different types of music. So that really keeps me busy. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, one day I'll work on dance music and then the next day I'll, feel like working on something else so you know it just keeps me really busy which is a good thing because if you you know set your mind on a goal and you just sort of keep that in your mind you don't get like um heavily weighed by what's happening because you know 2020 was a big year you know in terms of all the events and you know um and I decided okay I'm just going to take the time that I have and catch up on things that I would normally really be too busy to do, like read books that I hadn't read yet, you know, that I intended to, or reread mm-hmm. books that I know are good for me to read, but, you know, having the time I was able to reread them again. And uh, and also, you know, I um, have this um, new computer and um, I work on my DAW, meaning digital audio workstation. So, you know, Great. and that's me really busy so that's been what I've been doing and I highly you know feel like um you know when you're really focused on goals it just sort of keeps you more sane you know Mm -hmm. so you know takes your mind off of everything that's going on and it's funny because sometimes I'll you know work on like uh, I've been working on some solo piano pieces and um you know, sometimes it'll just take hours and hours to finish a few measures, and and I'll be like, wow, I'm so glad that my mind it has not been on you know anything negative. So for these few right. hours, I'm just really focused on this like piano piece that I'm working on. That's so, great. Um, That's great. Great advice yeah. for and, everyone out there. <laughs> you know, and I so, and I really feel like it's valuable. Like as long as you have the time, you know, and um, you could, you know, totally take your mind off of stuff. I think that really keeps you grounded and sane during times that are really insane, you know, (laughs) to put it, I don't know how to put it. Yeah. So, Betty, we just played one of your songs. Is that a new song? Make a Move? Yeah, it's like I've been experimenting with dance music because I, I, I got really into electronic music some time back and um, you know now with computer programs it's it, it's so easy to put things together you know it's, it's, it's like my computer is almost my best friend these days because <laughs> I'm on uh-huh. it so much okay. and, so and, is that, uh, is it, that it, one of the songs you wrote during the pandemic? yeah I've been oh, writing yeah. so many different types of things, you know, um, because of the the time that I have. Because, like, if I'm locked away in my 
place for hours at a time. I'll look for things to, you know, work on just because I can. That's great. You know, and I, yeah. yeah. And I and I have a couple other songs I sent. I sent another. Um, yes, we're going to play one of them right now. Oh, great. Um, we're going to play Dance That Groove. Can, can you tell us about it before we play it? Oh, okay. You just played Dance That Groove? And what I had oh, done okay. is I, I, I... Okay, I thought it was Make yeah, a Move. No worries. Okay, yeah, that no was worries. Dance That um, Groove. So yeah, then we'll play Make a I, Move. Yeah, and I, um, I, I, I just had the idea, um, you know, like sometimes my ideas come when I'm not at the you know, on the computer, and I'll just be stepping mm-hmm. away, and a little melody just sort of crept into my head, and so I just worked it out like that. Um, another thing I've been doing since the pandemic is I had been taking some online classes, and I decided mm-hmm. to do that because I figured, okay, I have all this time, and, you know, I'll just, um, you know, and I and I took like a, like a jazz improvisation class, and um Mm-hmm. And uh, part of the class is you just sort of work out, like, um, improvised melodies and different types of things like that. And so, you know, when you're doing that, you get ideas. So I got uh-huh. that while I was taking the class. Um, and okay. just so, yeah, and um, it's just a fun song. I just decided to experiment with different things and, um, you know, so okay. there well, it is. Well, <laughs> Well, we're going to play Make a Move right now, okay? Okay, so great. Hang on. We'll, we'll talk a little more when we, when we come back after the song. Bye. 
make a move, Benny Navas. I love the <laughs> upbeat music that you've been creating during this time because, oh, you know, I think great. We, Thank you. we need that. <laughs> yeah, and that. I, um, and it's funny because, like, since I've been, like, indoors all the time, I sometimes imagine, oh, it'd be fun to be out and about again. And then I imagine it and an idea for a song comes into my head. So, you know, so I was sort of picturing <laughs> Okay, I could be like maybe you know the song could be played at a dance club and and I was experimenting with a string section on my computer so I was like just having fun with it. It was just for fun. You uh-huh. know? <laughs> but it came out to be lots of fun to to create and write, and um, I'm looking to write more things sort of like that, just really upbeat because I feel like you know being upbeat, you know it keeps my energy up, keeps my spirit up. Um, mm-hmm. and being, you know, indoors all the time, I, I've been just at home all the time. And of course, you know, um, I do everything at home, exercise at home and just, you know, if I want to feel upbeat, I'm just here, like just pretending to just be out and about, but then it right. <laughs> gives, me a, gives me a song idea, <laughs> but it's kept me sane, you know, it's just kept me from feeling, well, that's- uh, overwhelmed because you know this past yeah. year has been overwhelming for Absolutely. everybody I'm sure so, so and that's my you know this is my way of staying grounded all right now are these songs um are they downloadable now for other people to be able to get that upbeat music to benefit from it um I'll I will make it available I just have to do a few more things um I'm doing gonna mm-hmm. do a I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna do like a, a like a set master and put a collection okay. of songs together. You know, and right. um, I will I will make it available. I do have music available online. You can listen to um, yeah, I'm on so a site. People... I'm on several sites. Yeah, I'm on several sites, and you can always just listen to them play. And I I do plan to upload to a site called Reverb Nation because I'm a part of that site, and it's a a site for. Uh, music artists to upload their music and you can just go on there anytime and just listen. So, so it's and Reverb then Nation. Yeah. So it's ReverbNation.com mm-hmm. um, slash Betty Nava? Yes. And also, okay. um, yeah, and um, also have some music uh, uploaded on YouTube. Um, I don't have the dance songs uploaded on YouTube yet, but that's something I would like to do, you know, um, at some point is to upload the songs on YouTube. That way, you know, anyone can listen anytime. Great. Great. Yeah. Well, Betty, so it's, that's... it's so good to have you on the program. You're always upbeat and you're always, you know, the last time you were on was the beginning of the pandemic and you were creating then and you were using your time to create. So I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad that you're still doing it. Um, yeah, I feel like this is, you know, when it hit, it hit so suddenly, like, you know, um, mm-hmm. I, I was at home, it was on a Sunday, I was at home, and then I saw on TV the announcement from the mayor that things were going to start to close, and it, it right. they were going to close immediately, I remember that, and the first thing I thought, okay, I'm just going to be really focused on what I want to do anyway, 
But this way, um, it won't keep me, it'll keep me from feeling overwhelmed by the situation. Because I've never been through this before. I've never been through a pandemic. I, right. I didn't even, I never mm-hmm. thought this would ever happen. Just it, it was None of us very have. surprising. If you're yeah. Only, uh, you've only been through it before if you're 102, I think. <laughs> right, so. right. So this is totally, so, you know. Yeah, not in my experience. So, and it, for me, and I'm I'm sure for a lot of people, it's unprecedented. So I just mm-hmm. figured, you know, I'm. And it, at first, it was overwhelming, like uh, you know, seeing things on the news and how it unfolded. I felt overwhelmed, like wow, I it's hard. Sure. It was hard to believe. So I deliberately decided that I was going to do everything I could to mentally take my mind. And put it in a place where it won't be overwhelmed, overwhelmed. Because, you know, yeah. um, when you start watching the news, you get overwhelmed. Like, oh, my goodness, you know, this is overwhelming. And then and you, you know, and you created all this great music. So that's great. That's wonderful. Um, we're going to have to go. Um, but okay. before we go, we're, when we go off the air, Art's going to be playing the third song that you sent, which is Poem Song. I believe. Yeah, it was um, like a, it's a little—it's a little short jazz piece, you know. Um, and it's based on a poem that's in the public domain called "For Who" by Mary Weston Fordham. Um, she was born in 1842, so she wrote in uh, a, a poem, and I set some music to it—not the entire poem, but oh. parts of the poem. Oh, cool! Just a little okay. background so we, on the poem. We're gonna. We're gonna play. We're gonna play it on our way off the air tonight. After I let everybody okay. know what's going on next week. Um, thank you so much for being on the program again, bringing your music, and um, keep creating. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you for playing it, and I, I look forward to um, sharing again. And hope you're doing well, and hope yes. everyone is well with you. Yep. I hope we can start moving around pretty soon. <laughs> yes. Be safe and healthy. Okay. That's really yes, important. You too. And have a good evening. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye now. Bye. All right. Before we go to that music, I'm gonna let everybody know what's going on next week. Um, next Sunday, February fourteenth, Valentine's Day, we'll be joined also from L.A., by Tim Kraft, author of You Don't Have to Swallow Your Gun and host of the podcast Time Out for Mental Health. And he'll be on to discuss mental health for men and toxic masculinity. And for Valentine's Day, I'll be talking about healing the heart through forgiveness with or without reconciliation um, as a way of having self-compassion and and free us to live a more passionate life. And more, we always have more. And if you want to hear tonight's program again and read the information from this program, get the website links that we talked about on the show. Um, All of that will be posted later tonight along with the podcast on my website, drmarakarpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com. And you can also hear this evening's program in just five minutes from now, 
by going directly to Blog Talk Radio, B-L-O-G, talkradio.com slash your golden years, or you can go to Apple Podcasts. And for upcoming events and shows, follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years. This evening's program was produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions. And thanks to my guests. Amy Temperley, Charlene Garzella, Betty Nabas, and of course, thank you to Art, and thank you all for listening. Have a peaceful night and inspiring week, and remember, youth has no age. Good night, everyone. Stay safe, and may the best team win. guidance offered by Dr. Carpell is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician or mental health specialist. Neither Dr. Carpell, her sponsors, nor this station assumes responsibility for the misuse of any of the information given on this show. 